1: Hey there, everybody, and welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. I am your host, Kaylin am Joining me, as always, we have Cody Tapp and Nick Schwert. And as a matter of fact, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast, fellows. We are happy Chiefs fans after a 44-23 win over the 49ers. We got to feel good, right?
0: I mean, all we ever ask of our teams is to blow somebody out. Hey, man, do you think you can just blow someone out like one time? Jeez. And they beat a three and three NFC team by 20. And just so you know, by the end of the day, the NFC has five winning teams. That's it. Everyone else is below 500. So, you know, a three and three NFC team is about as good an NFC team as you can face right now. And I know they had major injuries, there's no doubt about it. But they went all in this week with a move from McCaffrey. They think that they still have it, have a chance for NFC greatness, can't do great things. They believe in all those things and still got their ass kicked by the Chiefs. So, yeah, I feel
2: fantastic. So for the the longest time, the script for the Chiefs has been roll out the first 15 plays, score a couple touchdowns, build a big lead, and then all of a sudden let the other team back in it at the end of the game. I will remind you that this was a five-point game with 14 minutes and 16 seconds to go, and the Chiefs won by three touchdowns. So this is the new formula. Get down 10, build your way back into the game, and then if today was the case, then absolutely destroy one of the best defenses in the NFL.
0: You know what's funny? is like three times this week, this went closer to San Francisco side in Vegas. This started as like the Chiefs are a three-point favorite, then two and a half, then two. Hell, even in our show in Kansas City, Nick, we won our first parlay. We all got our bets right. Ooh. Let's go. Uh, no big deal. We just took a bunch of teams that should have won by the amount they did, and they won. It was the Chiefs in their game, Ohio State in their game against Iowa, and I chose the Giants against the Jaguars. So it all makes perfect sense. But I think a lot of this, Kayla, comes back to the same thing. It's I said going into this week, and I know, I know, I know the 49ers are shorthanded. But in the end, were they that shorthanded? They were missing one of their better defensive linemen, but they still had Bosa. They still had both wards. They still had a lot of their key defensive pieces in this game against the Chiefs. They were the number two scoring defense in the NFL coming into this game. They've now faced the first or second ranked scoring defense in three of the last four games. And they're averaging 32 points per game against them, which would lead the NFL in scoring on its own. So they are leading the NFL in scoring just against top two defenses in the NFL. And you can, take, you can chip away. You can be like, ah, the 49ers are more like the fifth best right now or sixth best. And you can chip away at the Buccaneers, who, by the way, they stink, but they don't let up points to hardly anybody. So, like, their defense isn't the problem. They just can't score. Like, we can poke holes at it, but the Chiefs have faced a top defense three times in the last four weeks, and they just keep dropping 30 to 40 points. I know they only got 20 against Buffalo, but it felt like they could have had more. And they put up 44 against this. And for an offense without Tyreek, because that was a whole conversation, Nick, They have scored 40 points three times in seven games.
1: Yeah, crazy. I thought I was generous giving us 10 points on our predictions in Friday's (laughs) episode. I should have gone more. I'm mad I didn't. Well, we are going to dive into everything, starting with this Chiefs offense, who did whatever they wanted, basically, after the interception on that first drive. Andy Reid was in Andy Reid form. We saw a team. We saw glimpses of a team that we've seen in the past. It was an exciting day on offense. What stuck out to you guys?
2: everything went the Niners way early. We saw Christian McCaffrey out there being way more involved than we thought. I know every Chiefs fan on that first drive was thinking, oh, so this isn't just going to be a goal line package for McCaffrey. They're going to deploy him all over the field. Chiefs defense not ready. Mahomes throws an interception on his second pass of the day when he's trying to fit it into Sky Moore. Andy Reid said afterwards, like, yeah, that was kind of on Sky. Patrick thought he was going to do this. They talked about it. At <laughs> and from there on, they didn't miss. And I mean, they collectively as an offense, it's easy to just give all the credit to Patrick Mahomes, but all season long, we've been talking about how we're waiting for these receivers to get separation. It always feels like Mahomes is throwing to someone who's tightly covered. Chiefs receivers ran wild today. Andy Reid called a perfect game. I mean, an absolutely perfect game and it's games like that make you appreciate. I know we give them a lot of crap sometimes with the play calling late game situations, third down calls, getting too cute near the goal line, all that stuff. Days like Sunday remind you that you have one of the best offensive minds in the history of football roaming your sidelines. It may all may not always feel like that, but that was a stark reminder of what this offense is capable of with him at the helm. If
0: one of the best defensive players in the NFL says, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see some of that coming. You're like, excuse me? That's what Bosa said after the game. He was like, yeah, they threw some stuff at me I I wasn't prepared for. You know why? Because they hadn't handed that ball to McColl on that quick jet sweep yet. They hadn't done that. They, they messed around with some of this stuff and moved it through. Or that motion play with Clyde Edwards-Alaire where they had everyone going left. And then Clyde gets it in all that space before his touchdown. That's the kind of stuff you're talking about, Nick. Like, they threw off one of the better defenses in the NFL and what has been one of the better defenses in the NFL for years and put them on absolute skates. Look, Kelsey was Kelsey. He had six catches for 98 yards and somehow wasn't the highlight (laughs) of the Chiefs offense for the day. He was just like, he was the thing like keeping the motor running in the early going when they were struggling. Like, I don't know, like, they're going to get back in this thing. They're down 10 again. And you're like, no, that's fine. And then McColl and MVS and all these other guys – had an, You know, and, and Juju smith Schuster, obviously, all had these huge days. I, you know, again, there's 49ers can be shorthanded, like they were shorthanded, but only to a fault. And the fact that the Chiefs keep putting up these points makes me realize every time we're having one of these conversations about the offense and the things they could do is because we're looking for perfection. I don't mean it as in I think the Chiefs can't score. If we come on this podcast or the show or whatever, and I'm like, hey, I think they need to use running back screens more, or why isn't Sky involved, or where's the deep passing game? I say that because I'm looking for perfection. Because if you score more than 40 points in three of your seven games, and a lot of those are against the top defenses in the NFL, I feel like I don't have a lot of room to complain. And today was just another example of that. Nick, it was all of their weapons together for their most, maybe their most impressive performance of the year. I was really blown away by their performance against the 49ers and somehow in this game it looked easier, if that makes sense. Did Nick, did you see or Kayla, did you guys see that the timeline of the breakdown of the Chiefs scoring drives that included that like failed that the the failed field goal attempt at the end of half when the Chiefs had that touchdown called back? Did either of you see that?
2: Yeah, I mean they threw an interception on this on the first drive of the game And they proceeded to go touchdown, touchdown. There was the botched call, missed field goal into half, then come out of the third quarter, touchdown, 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 Chad (laughs) the game and (laughs) That's what it took. Child's No big deal.
0: Just touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Was a touchdown. Sorry, penalty. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. Like that, like if you're just curious of like where you rank offensively in the NFL at any point, just ask yourself this question. Kayla, Nick, you can both answer it. How many teams in the NFL do you think are even capable at their peak against the NFL's worst defense? I don't care. Capable of scoring six touchdowns and seven drives.
2: One or two, including the Chiefs. Yeah, you want to take the Bills as the other?
1: It's a short list.
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's the list. It's very short. It's two teams. It's the Chiefs and the Bills. Like <laughs> that, that Those are the only two teams even capable of it. It, it's so weird because you look at the final score and you're like, blowout, But even in the third quarter, entering the fourth, they throw the touchdown to Kittle. It's a five-point game. But the offense had been moving the ball so well that you just kind of felt like the Chiefs were going to come down and score. And you sort of got this, like, the devil on one shoulder, the angel on the other. When you're thinking about Andy Reid, you're like, okay, well, <laughs> Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, this offense is clicking versus, but we've been here before and we've seen the Chiefs kind of let teams hang around longer than they should. But today it was, hey, we'll go five quarters if we need to. We'll score 58 points if you need us to. Like if they would have scored 30 versus this defense, we would have been coming on here talking about how it was a great performance. They put up 44 points against the Niners. There is a gulf between having a good day and doing what they did. If you'd
0: like one more stat to make you feel incredible, the Chiefs on third down today averaged 26.1 yards per play. So I, that, I don't know. I doesn't even matter what third down is. That seems like it's going to be successful.
2: I think 26 yards per play on third down. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is a, an utterly ridiculous stat because that means on that third and 20, when they had that perfectly executed screen to Jarek McKinnon and they got like 26, 27 yards, they did that on every third down. It just didn't look like it because sometimes they were third and two, like the Travis Kelsey third and one play after they got called short. And he went for 30 yards down the right sideline because it was beautifully designed and they all got towards the middle. They averaged that. They essentially, they, they put up they put up 20, 26 yards for every time they were on third down. That is how you score 44, by the way. Felt like they could have scored more. Let some points on the board, you know, really disappointed. God, guys, really could have scored like 60. I don't know what else to say. I mean, 44 points.
2: Can we call this, can we forever remember this as the lunar eclipse game? The the game in which everything on. <laughs> had to happen at the exact same time. Andy Reid had to have the perfect play calling. Patrick Mahomes had to be on his A game, which... Yeah, he was. And
0: the,
2: the 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 skill position players have to be in sync as well, which is the big thing that we just haven't seen up until this point this season. But it all aligned, and that's how you get to a 44-point performance against the best defense that fell.
1: It almost felt like a tale of two halves when we made that awesome drive to then kick a field goal and miss going into the half I was like here we go again the Chiefs between the Chiefs and Mizzou these teams are slowly trying to kill me and then (laughs) come back in the second half and then just do what we as Chiefs fans are used to seeing and it was glorious I even had a tweet in the first half I said per usual this game is an emotional roller coaster and by the end of the game I was like feels great to not be in a ball on the floor for a game for once so
0: traditional Chiefs game right get down 10 points, have the lead by halftime, win by 20. You're like, that's not, nobody does that. That's a stupid way to play a football game. It's Uh, objectively
2: bad. Just a mini peel behind the curtains here. I do some social media stuff for Arrowhead Pride. And and I put (gasps) up a tweet heading into the fourth quarter that said, and they were up by 12, mind you, San Francisco had the ball and they were driving, but the chiefs were up by 12 points entering the fourth. That's a good position for any team in the NFL to be in against any other team. It doesn't matter the circumstances. And I said, Chiefs control heading into the fourth. And I got a million responses of people saying in control. Really? Niners are about to score. Yeah. I'm like, they're up by 12, but I feel like we're so spoiled where it's yeah. like, we need a three touchdown lead to really <laughs> start to feel comfortable here.
1: Well, Cody, you alluded to this earlier. Do you guys think this was the most impressive performance of the season?
2: Um, so my,
0: so at first that, that double digit score it's supposed to be something like if any, it would almost be the answer would be yes. If any team scored 44 points and was down double digits. But just a reminder of Patrick Mahomes' winning percentage, went down that amount. Since 2019, here are the winning percentages for every quarterback in the NFL, including the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes at 790. Aaron Rodgers at 733. And Patrick Mahomes in games, he's trailed by more than 10 points at 706. And fourth in that list is Tom Brady. So he's below Patrick Mahomes when down 10. So just being down 10 alone cannot be enough to do it. But this was a better defensive effort than the one against the Bucs. They dropped 40 against the top defense. Mahomes looks as good as he ever did. Uh, The running game was working. The defense, even when they, so like, look, to lead off the first drive, they're getting tore up on the run game. And there were still some other moments in that game. They're getting beat in the run game. But when those things happened, instead, they were making key stops at key moments. Nick Bolton was a stud. Chris Jones was great. We can talk about the sacks later, but they were getting those. They, like, all of that combined is yes. This was their best game. And you factor in the idea that they were coming into this game and only really played Willie Gay halftime. They once again did not activate Trent McDuffie. So they were without their starting corner again yeah, this is their best performance of the season.
2: It's close for me between this game and the Bucs game. And the only reason I'll give them the nod over the Bucs game is because the Bucs have now lost to the Steelers and Panthers. <laughs> those, are, those, those are two teams yeah. that are drafting in the top five, like maybe one and two. We'll see. But for the Bucs game, like the, the farther away we get from it, I'm like, ooh, how impressive was that? Cardinals game, final score is almost identical. But same goes for them. Not sure how good they are, and they just didn't look prepared for that game. Given the circumstances of how the Chiefs did it, where it wasn't just a Travis Kelsey four touchdown performance, right? It wasn't doing what you always do. It was doing the things that we've been waiting to see. Get Juju involved. Get MBS involved on some deep shots. McColl has a breakout game. Using some gadgetry, using some misdirection, like all this stuff that... We've kind of not seen as much of this year. It was all there. Everything you had there. And then you add in the defensive performance as well. If you would ask this question through three quarters, we would have been like, I don't know. Really? This game, you miss a field goal. Mahomes throws an interception on the first drive. This is the one you're going to say is the most impressive, but the way they closed it out, like that's what you want to see this team do is being able to battle back from a, from a deficit, hold a lead and then build on it. And then absolutely go for the, you know, the, the, the gut punch at the end. And so that's why, that's why I think this game had everything. So I would give it the nod over the Bucs, the Cardinals, whichever one else you want to throw up there.
1: It's not how you start. It's how you finish. There you go. We well, love to think, finish
0: strong. Like Kayla. I mean, it's, it was every, like, we're like, Hey, so uh, if, if we had made a checklist on Monday, last week, we'd said, all right, everything we want from the chiefs right now, they're four and two, they're a good team. They're heading towards a buy. What do we want? we wanted pacheco to play more and to start uh they did that um there's still some you know like growth in there but okay they started pacheco we said hey can you do you guys even have a deep passing game uh yes uh can you guys like finish an opponent you know put someone down when you've got them yeah um so it's like all the all the complaints we had in one week all the things that you're like we could get better at this they did they Which begs the game.
1: question. Are they listening? Uh, watching that game, I was like, they've answered everything that we said this week. Deep passing game, check. Play our running backs, spread it out more. Pacheco, check. I mean my,
0: my last remaining, like, hey, can you make a sh- a change here? Is Sky Moore cannot return a punt. Yeah, that was bad. ever again. We're we're done there. Okay, right? <laughs> we're, we're good. We, I don't I no more. He didn't return them. Nick had pointed this out in the podcast earlier. He didn't return punts in college. And they're like, you're an athlete and we want value. So get back there. And then all they had to do was like hit a number. And he's like, I don't know, man, this ball's not spinning. Right. Fumble again. The other time they're like, well, you know, lefty punter. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's what happens when people who've never returned punts before return them. That felt like the weirdest transition of the game. When you thought it was all going to go south and then great. At the same time, it was, they, 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 they're in field goal range. They're trying to 51 yarder toe pulls out his bag of tricks. Beautiful, right? Pulls out his bag of tricks. They fall start. They got a punt. Then Sky Moore muffs it. Then the chiefs get an interception, drive all the way down the field, score a touchdown, have it reversed on a penalty and then miss a field goal. At that moment of the game, Nick, you're right. I probably would have had no chance of saying this was the best game the chiefs have played all year. But that was just like a weird two and a half minutes. Not really what the whole game was. It was like a weird two and a half minutes to start the game for the Chiefs and a weird two and a half minutes to end the game. And then other than that, they were dominant.
2: You know what? If the special teams looks like that each week, but also the offense looks like that, I'll take the trade-off. I'll yeah. take the special teams, <laughs> the blunders, the muffed punts, the missed field goals. If the offense is moving it like that, because to your point, both of you guys mentioned this, next-gen stats put this out right after the game two, the two longest completions by Mahomes in terms of air yards were today. 57 yards to MBS, 40 yards to MBS. So that thing that we talked about, I think it was Wednesday or Friday. Mm -hmm. Like, when will we see, will we see this team unleash it? Well, they just happen to do it against the best defense in the NFL.
1: Beautiful. Do you guys think that those OBJ rumors, like lit a fire under them in some way? Like, oh, we heard the rumors and we're going to, prove it on the field that that doesn't need to happen.
0: Hell, even Travis Kelsey was like, I hope they come true. This is the first time in Mahomes' career that he completed two 100-yard receivers and neither of them was Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. By Uh, the way, he was two yards away from getting three of them because Travis Kelsey finished with 98. This is the first time ever. Patrick Mahomes has been in the league a long time, but he's always had Kelsey and Hill. Anytime he gets two guys to go for 100 in the same day, it's those two guys, which makes sense. And instead, this time, it's MVS. And Juju Smith Schuster, both who were available for what I would call pretty small market deals by the standard of what the NFL is paying wide receivers. Like, I I don't know. Like, Nick, when you mentioned those air yard things, it just maybe it was all a big, you know, like they were just waiting for some team to make the mistake to get close enough to the line of scrimmage to force their hand. But both of those were beautiful passes from Mahomes. And this is why we're feeling so good about this game.
1: I've missed that deep ball from a Holmes to anybody. Yeah. So chef's kiss there. The only thing I feel like we got cheated on was a Kelsey touchdown on national tight end day. That made me sad a little.
0: Uh, George yeah. Kittle got one so he can try to, you know, plant his flag is. And, and Noah Gray and Jody Fortson both had receptions. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got everyone involved. Jody Fortson had a catch, not in the red zone. So yeah. we saw a unicorn today. It was a nice treat.